It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Merry Christmas. The Utah Jazz blow out the Portland Trailblazers using the exact same script they used five days before. We'll talk about what they did to limit McCollum and Lillard, why the offense rolled so beautifully, and while we're all smiles late on a Christmas night. It's all coming up on Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Tonight's show is brought to you by The Store at 62nd South, 20th East. Special shout out to Jan. And I got to meet Jan tonight. You did get yes, to meet I Jan. Did. And you gave Jan a Christmas card That's and it. everything. Yeah. The Store is 62nd South, 20th East. Great community grocery store with a wonderful feel. Good people there. Merry Christmas to you all. The Jazz were brilliant tonight. This is a five-game stretch of brilliance against five Really, really good teams. Seven-game defensive sequence that is as dominant as it was at any point all of last season. This team feels, as Thurl Bailey said multiple times on our broadcast, very connected right now, Ron. Yeah, very connected. And and just to bring up a point here, but the last two coaches, well, Donovan. Um, Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan from Oklahoma City and Terry Stouts. Both have said the Jazz are better than their record. You know, they got a lot of respect for what the Jazz are, are doing. And, and uh, right now it's starting to show, uh, I think. And it's probably starting to show at the right time, uh, considering the fact that they, they've struggled with, you know, with this long this stretch of, of road games that they've had and, and the travel. And, and now things are starting to pick up. Quinn has to be pretty happy right now. So C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard averaged 52 points a game together. Okay, average. That means half the time they're above 52 points, right? Yeah, exactly. So the other night they scored 31. Tonight they scored 31 again. What were the Jazz doing? Because it is now not a coincidence. It is now not that they had a bad night. What is it that they were doing that got the Jazz or got those two guys so far out of their game? Well, aside from McCullen really struggling shooting the ball, I mean, they really took away just – they just didn't get on a run to the point where they're, they were, they can become so dominant and take over a ball game. Jazz took the ball get to, out of their hands by corralling them, containing them, forcing them to give the ball up. And, and, and I got to give a shout-out to Jay Crowder. I thought Jay Crowder did a great job of, of whenever the defense was gave up 
Lillard or McCullen got a chance to drive to the basket. Jay Crowder was over there defending and gave Rudy a chance to recover so he could block a shot or something like that. Uh, but that's all happens with team defense and having a very good deep game plan and everyone following the game plan. So Gobert's come up a bit defensively. He's playing much more aggressively on some of these pick and rolls. It's what's allowing Lillard to not be able to get in the mid-range and pull up and get that rhythm that he got earlier in the year. So it, the key to that whole thing, though, I think, is what you're talking about, is that you're leaving Gobert no longer at the rim. Someone's got to be on that backside, and that's Jay. Well, it got to be on the backside, but he got to get to the point where you cut them off before they even get close to the rim, and I think that's what Jay Crowder was doing. I mean, he came over and was all the way across the lane on a few times and, and kept uh, McCullen and, and Lillard from going all the way to the basket. Lillard slipped through a couple of times, missed a couple of layups because Rudy was able to get back. And but he did, you know. He but for the most part, he, he they just didn't score at the rim. And, and I thought that was very very effective. Those guys, they depend on them to have big nights in order to, in, in order to win. And I thought the Jazz took that away from them tonight. Thirty one points. That's not too shabby from those two guys. All right, so. I feel like we're back to a point where we were last year, which is you're analyzing this team and trying to figure out if they're any good, and you look at a team that has Damian Lillard, and you think, oh, my gosh. And you see a team like Anthony Davis, and you say, oh, my gosh. And Russell Westbrook and Paul George. And I think we've got to go back to that Rudy Gobert is one of the best players in the NBA. Well, without a doubt. You know, and, and uh, you start with him defensively. And, and I'm a believer in him. I'm, I, I love his game. Uh, I wasn't really – he wasn't really my favorite when he first got here because I thought he needed to work on his offensive game. Uh, he needed to have a signature shot. Uh, I didn't think that he could dominate a game without having that, but he's proven me wrong. I mean, he, he can he, – he does – Things that you just you just don't expect to see, you know, guys that really can't play with their back to the basket. Offensively, the Jazz score 117 points. They hit 13 of 29 from three, which is impressive when you start 0 for 8. So they hit 13 of their final 21 from three. What allowed them against a team that did not does not defend the three well, but that denies a lot of threes? What did they do offensively? They, they made shots. They continue to execute their offense. The dribble penetration, Rubio. Obviously, is the key to making things like that happen. The dribble handoffs, and they made shots. Now they've gone through stretches where they could not make shots, but that has not stopped them from doing what they do best in order to get those shots. And, and hopefully, this will continue the rest of the year. I said when the game started tonight, I thought the Jazz had a big advantage, having played Portland and their unique defensive style so recently. Nurkic drops deeper and further back than just about any big in the NBA, and I thought that we saw them look very comfortable tonight. Well, they, you're talking about the Jazz getting to, well, I think it was only a couple of times, but a few times, and it was mostly Donovan Mitchell that got in there and, and, and with nowhere to go and, and uh, having to throw up a shot that, uh, that was a very low percentage shot. Uh, but uh, Dante Exum was able to get all the way to the basket, but that little floater, uh, and then Rudy, just frustrating Nurkic to the point where he just didn't have any energy tonight. And that's, that was the bottom line. Joe Ingles was great. He had 15 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Ricky Rubio was great in a key stretch of the game to open up the third quarter. And Dante Exum played another really, really good game. And if I was a Jazz fan, 
that would be the area where I was probably most excited. The biggest change to me is, you know, four or five weeks ago, Howell Neto had to play because you weren't convinced Dante could hold it together. He is now playing in a manner that if he can keep this up for the season, changes what that second unit is. Well, we've always liked his defense. He, he has great feet. He moves very well. He, he does a great job of staying in front of guys. He's long enough to the, port, to the point where whoever he's guarding, especially at that guard position, he can he can challenge uh, challenge the shot. It was his offense that was that, that they was he was struggling with, and that's starting to get better. Uh, they've changed shooting coaches or coaches that you know, and because they wanted him to work on different things. And this other coach was pretty good at, you know, biomechanical it, it, stuff. Exactly, and, and you know, it, it's starting to show up. But it takes work. It takes hard work. It takes dedication. It, it takes wanting to get better. And any time you have an athlete as good as Dante as we thought he was going to be, if you want to get better, you got to put the work in. And it seemed like you know it's starting to show right now. Played very, very well tonight, and Kyle Korver, I think, has changed his life as well. The space on the floor that Kyle Korver gives is giving Dante bigger driving lanes and allowing him to show his excellence offensively. Jazz win their third in five games against the four best teams of last year's Western Conference standings, and they look just great defensively. We'll see what happens. Philadelphia on the 27th, the Knicks on the 29th. This is called a homestand, and it's beautiful. And we will talk to you soon. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.